Hi, this is the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, a podcast that encourages you to reflect, grow, and expand your mental toolbox. My name is Annie Ursta, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a certified life coach with a background in psychology, and my purpose is to help people transform their mindset for the better. This podcast is made for you that are open and willing to grow and curious to learn more about how the mind works. Sounds interesting? Well, let's get right to it. Hello, and welcome back to the Let's Train Your Brain podcast. This episode was supposed to be the last episode in the van, um, but it's not. (laughs) We'll get more into that, but I want to welcome my husband. Hello, George. (laughs) Hey there. Hey, everybody. That's our dog, Nibbler. Uh, Stop it, Nibbler. Forgive us living in a van. Can't really do too much about that. Yeah. So the reason that I wanted to have George on here, it's been a long time since you've been on here, is because I wanted us to be honest about the past year. And uh, I think there's no one better to invite than the person that has been living with me 24-7 for the past years. So um, maybe you can just kind of start, George, with uh, how you're feeling at this point, and then we can start talking more about, you know, all the things we've done up until this point are more so like the issues and what we've learned and that kind of stuff. But what are you feeling today, knowing that we're about to part ways with our van? Yeah, very excited. It's uh, a mix of bittersweet, I would say. More sweet than bitter. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, just grateful. Even through all the struggles and challenges and late nights that we've had, to be able to get this opportunity to have these memories so that when we are older, we can look back and at least, you know, be, be proud and grateful for the times that we did get to experience yeah it's kind of wild i don't know if i've shared this i think i have before but this has honestly been our first year of marriage we were married a couple months before we started this but it's definitely been a a kickstart yeah Yeah, definitely an experience for both of us yeah gotta say yeah that's for sure i think for me um at this point, and I'm, I'm honestly glad that I've gotten to this point, and it is where I'm glad that it's over, and I'm grateful that it happened. So it, there's no bitterness in it, but I'm also not, I'm not going to cry too much about having to say goodbye to the van, uh, because I feel like it's ready. I'm, I'm ready to, to take the next step, and I think we're both ready to kind of move forward. What do you think? Yeah, it's been a good chapter, I would say, of our life. Like, if you view your life as a book and you know each phase that you go through is its own chapter reading through this chapter it's had its peaks and its valleys and its experiences and great people and struggles and it it, it's been quite the story to go through yeah i got a uh this was for my birthday this year uh which we actually celebrated in hawaii um we're going to talk more about that but i got a book where Every single day you write a line of what you did. And I think if I would have been, you know, back in Norway at my regular job, there wouldn't be that many different things to write each day. But (laughs) this book, Living in a Van, there's always something new that is happening. So I think that's been really cool. 
But I think we should start from the beginning. Not necessarily, you know, like the the part of researching for the band can you know, that took a lot of time, but how was it how was it the first second, you know, like the, the beginning of the van life journey, George? How was that for you? Well, like you also said, we're relatively new newlyweds. Mm-hmm. And you know, getting to experience a lot of emotions and being very in love, and then you go from having a roughly two thousand square foot apartment <laughs> where you know if you disagree, you can easily escape and go into the other room or separate or just go for a walk where that was quite the change coming into van life and there is no real escape unless, you know, if you want to get outside and go for a walk, but sometimes, frankly speaking, you, you can't. The weather, the climate, or, you know, it's dark out, you know, unsafe neighborhood. And so there was a lot of bumping, literally and metaphorically, <laughs> into one another in the beginning. Yeah. And I think if you're not used to it, it's natural for you to lash out or express anger or frustration uh, because, frankly, most folks haven't had to experience that. Yeah, that's true. But then as time went on, you started realizing, okay, well, I, I just need to be more patient. We have to be more understanding or just generally more aware of our surroundings. I think that's really good. I th- honestly think... I don't know how much you guys have watched Van Lifers on YouTube. I I honestly did not know what we were putting ourselves into, to be honest. I thought it would be so much more, I guess, glamorous uh, and so many more days um, just in the mountains, doing fun things, when in reality, you're still living your regular life. At least we are. And uh, it was really hard because when you think you're going on a, a year of vacation and you're not, that's that's pretty rough. And I think George is definitely better to that. Excuse me, it's just our dogs. Hey, good boys. And um, he's really good at just getting stuff done. You know, like instead of you're not feeling like it, you're still doing it. While I'm more, oh, we can do it tomorrow. Let's just relax today. But when you're living in a van, when, you know, you have issues, when, you know, shit goes wrong, you have to fix it right then and there. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Also, for our situation, you know, it's... We can't really just stop and take a week to go up into nature. I, I suppose we could, but... Uh, a big part of our life, we we need cell phone service to mm-hmm. be able to complete our business or yeah. schoolwork online. And so, you know, when you hear or otherwise just see on Instagram or anything else for that matter, people living and traveling in a van, it can seem glamorous, but you're also getting a snapshot of that. And truth be told, most of our journey has been inside of a Starbucks or a Panera Bread. Or, <laughs> that sounds so sad. <laughs> you know, just, and there have been good experiences, but 
the reality is you're still focused on what should actually matter. You know, you, you still have to get things done and um, it's not entirely what it's chopped up to be. Yeah. I, I feel like in a sense, it's kind of like social media. You, you post your highlights and you think, Oh, these people are living this glamorous life or, you know, even for successful people and you see they are doing something, you know, that costs a lot of money, but in reality, most of the time they're working hard. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, all of you, you can only hear our voices right now, but we're sitting pretty much alongside of a fairly busy street. You might even hear some cars running past us and we have some kind of rundown cars surrounding us. And, you know, it's not like we're on a cliff side and nature and nobody else around us. We are right next to a park where, you know, there's electricity and we have cell phone service and, you know, so nine times out of 10, it's never like what you actually see. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, gosh, it's been so wild now that we're talking about it. Uh, so we started off our journey in Salt Lake city and then we started going North. And I think one of the things that I want to talk about was Jackson hole. And the reasoning for that is because at that point we've been living in the van for gosh, like three, four months. And, uh, we just came to a point where we had some issues, not with our marriage, but just with the band in general. And it was really hard. And second of all, uh, fall was approaching. It was getting colder. And that was really hard too. So at that point, I just remember we were sitting at a Maverick, which is a gas station in the US. And George was like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I don't know if I can do this. And not in like, just like saying it out loud, but actually meaning it. You remember that? Yeah, it was probably the most stressful. If somebody would have magically appeared in front of us and said, hey, we'll, we'll buy this van off of you. Not like, you know, we were, the van was breaking down or really anything wrong with it. I think just the mental mental toll that it took on us and you know waking up and it's 30 degrees or yeah. even less sometimes or vice versa in the heat of summer in utah and it's 115 or 110 and it's just things like that when sure i'm sure everybody to an extent could tough it out for a day a week a couple of weeks a month but you know three months four months and then you start adding on, it definitely started. I think that was kind of the peak where it definitely started taking a toll on me. Yeah. I. It's interesting because when I was younger, two of my friends and I, we went on a backpacking trip around the world. And that was four months. And we stayed at, you know, like hostel, hostels, motels, hotels. And um, I remember after that, I'm like, wow, this has been amazing. But it's going to be pretty nice just coming home to my own bed, you know, mom's food, that kind of stuff. And we still had, you know, eight months more <laughs> or seven months more of this. So I don't want you to, you know, think that, oh, this journey has been horrible because that's not necessarily the truth. But I also want you guys to understand that living in a van just like anything else in life can be really hard. So it's more so like you choose your battles. Um, we've had a lot of good things coming out of this. You know, we haven't paid rent for 
a year, (laughs) which is wild. And you can imagine how, you know, much money we're able to save at that point. Um, But yeah, so we, this happened in Jackson Hole. We went to Montana further up north and then we slowly decided to go over to Washington and we stayed with your family for a little bit. And that's when winter hit really hard and we decided to take our honeymoon. (laughs) I think at that point we needed a break. That was probably like halfway, a little later than halfway into our journey. Um, And I've talked about Hawaii because I love Hawaii and I really wanted to go. And it was just the perfect timing. Yeah, I think so too. Just being in the middle of winter, we up until that point, saying this on air for everybody (laughs) to hear, we're, yeah, we were close to a year of marriage and, uh, we still haven't taken our honeymoon at that point. So any slowly over time convinced me that Hawaii is the place to go. And I think three weeks before our flight, we booked our tickets. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was going to say, I didn't slowly convince you. It was pretty (laughs) spontaneous. I mean, I've talked about Hawaii for a long time. That's fair. Yeah. And, um, oh my goodness, I'm so happy we did it. What happens usually in the wintertime, at least for me, I get seasonal depression and it hit really hard. And I think you were going through some of your stuff, you know, hard stuff as well. And I think it was the perfect, not necessarily escape, but just, a, I guess, a change of scenery. Well, and also it really was the perfect timing. I don't know if to the date it could have gotten any better because I ended class 10 December and we took our honeymoon 11 December and then class for the following term started 11 January and we came back I think 10 January that's true yeah that's right without even planning any of that we booked the tickets and then a week or two later we quickly realized like oh wow that's very convenient yeah (laughs) and we spent a month in Hawaii and it was gorgeous you know I went to school there and it was a really just good time to do something else but I just want to remind you just in general that the only reason we was we were able to afford that was because that we were gritting, you know, through the <laughs> the struggles, the highs and the lows of that life. So I think there's something to it just in general that sure you can, you know, do something really exciting, but then you have to work for that. And so I think kind of after especially after thinking about this year in general, I'm really proud of us, you know, for doing this. And I think the the break in Hawaii, I'm really grateful that we were able to, but I also felt that that was something that we not necessarily deserved, but we earned. earned. Yeah, I yeah. would say. And not that we have any right to it, but more so that, you know, we, we gritted through doing what most others wouldn't so that we could do something that most others you know, can't do or yeah. otherwise won't get to experience. Yeah. And I think for George and I, that's kind of how we look at life in general. Like we don't necessarily want the standard type of living. Like we aim and dream really high. Uh, and that's probably, there's going to be a cost to that, but I'm really excited to see how that's going to, or where that's going to take us rather. Um, so we went to Hawaii and after that, we went down to California to spend our last months there. Uh, which we have been doing. We've been in, it's called Long Beach. Long it's Beach. like this beautiful place. 
we met some amazing people and uh we did something else we got a eight week year old eight. <laughs> let me start over <laughs> forgive me eight week old puppy pomeranian poodle mix so pama poo uh, his name is edgar furry black and brown paws he's super cute he was about two to three pounds when we first got him now he went through a gr growth spurt and he's <laughs> yeah. a little bit bigger but he still makes our other dog nibbler seem like a giant in oh, comparison yeah. and he is so cute and we adopted him it's been i think like two two months at this point maybe a month and a half month two and a half. months and I don't know if you've ever had a puppy before, but doing or getting a puppy, it's definitely not as hard as having a baby, but it's been, you know, I've never done it before. Um, it's been interesting. It's been a learning experience. And also, I think doing it in a van, I'm not sure why we decided on this uh, because the dog was cute. Sure. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's been it's been quite the experience just with a few other decisions we've made. It's, um, you know, we, we could have waited till Utah once we have more stability and more space, but, uh, I think the opportunity presented itself to us mm -hmm. and we saw him decided spur of the moment, drive over there, pick him up. And yes, it's definitely had its challenges. You know, I, I think a lot of folks, whether we take them inside of a store because it's too hot outside and we can't leave them out in the van, so we take them inside and people see them and they're like, oh my gosh, you're <laughs> so cute. You know, just anyone with a uh, either a puppy or have went through that phase or even a baby, and I'm sure they're well aware that, you know, other people get to not necessarily experience, but they get the benefits of you having that, but they don't <laughs> deal with the consequences. And so, That's fair. you know, when we're not out and about or people don't see him when the doors are wide open, uh, you know, he's peeing and pooping and making a mess and yeah. being loud. And, you know, it's so a lot of late nights lately. But he's been better, though. He's been so much better yeah, lately. it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's been so beautiful just to see him grow. I think it's a really, really wonderful experience. And it's just cool for, for Nibbler to have a sibling at this point. But enough about our dog. Um, that was California. And then we went on our way up to Utah or, you know, like Salt Lake City area where we're going to be living. And we were supposed to go through a lot of national parks. But George and I started talking. And what happened? We decided to sell the van. Yeah. Um... It was after time the best decision we could have made given you know the military moving around and building a house and just overall the lifestyle that we wanted so we put it up for sale and uh, we'll see <laughs> Knock yeah. on wood. so I think one of the reasons and I think it's interesting for people to understand this because I feel like when we do a lot of so Ultimately, one of the things George and I want is financial freedom in our life. And one of the reasons that we wanted to sell this van is actually because we see it more uh, financially smart to sell it. Um, and so we're going to sell it and, you know, we're going to rent out our house. We're going to get an apartment. And 
just really continue on that journey. And although we're saying back to the van, it's not like, oh, we're going to move into the house we bought and, you know, just kind of relax. And, you know, we did this one thing and now it's done. But it's more so I feel like we're moving on to the next. It's not like my shoulders are down, but I'm starting to prepare for the next chapter. Yeah, that's a good perspective. Yeah. So let's see. Selling the van. And I think just to kind of summarize our experience all in all, what are some of your takeouts from this year? Oh, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say really just be patient. Try to be understanding of the other person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hindsight looking back, of course, it's a lot easier to say that. But when you're going through it, man, it's it's tough. Sometimes you just don't want to hear that. And you're like, nope, I'm right. You're wrong <laughs> kind of thing. But perhaps that's good that we went through all that. And, it, you know, I think took so. that as a lesson mm -hmm. within our first year of marriage so that hopefully going forward, we are more reasonable and calm and understanding of one another. That's really nice. I will say, you know, and trying just to be honest here, because that's, you know, for the benefit of all of us, um, I honestly think it's made us way more stronger. And I'm not saying that to, you know, like end this in a nice way, but I think what we've really found is that being married or being in a relationship, it is so much less romantic than you'll realize or than you'll think. And what I realized is that we're much more a partnership, like we're doing something together. So like, sure, you know, like it's nice to be romantic and yada, yada. But really what it is, is that we're going through life together and we're able to lean on each other. And I remember the priest said when we got married that kind of like the, the beautiful thing with marriage is that it's kind of like um, not rock climbing, but uh, what do you call it? Like with a harness. Um, top roping yeah oh. top roping mm -hmm. where you're able to kind of take more leaps of faith because you have someone that's going to hold you if you fall and I think it's been really nice on this journey when I've been struggling when you've been struggling and we're able to be there for each other and sometimes we're both struggling and then well we just try our best <laughs> um, so I think I think it's been really good for us and I think if you are in a relationship and you're living the everyday life and, you know, you're fairly comfortable, I honestly think it can be smart to either try to do something outside of your comfort zone together with your partner or just kind of figure out how are you both working together when, you know, like shit goes wrong or there are like bigger issues or when you're in a setting that's, you know, you have to be outside your comfort zone. How is that for you? And I think we've had a lot of that. Um, I have a couple of things in the end. Is there anything else that you like to say about this year? Yeah, I think <clears throat> we've been very privileged, I would say, to get this chance. You know, being late in our 20s, we don't have kids yet. We otherwise never thought of doing this before, mm -hmm. kind of more or less just being forced into it. I mean, of course, we could have bought a place or rented a place, but given the situation, I think this was the best decision we could have made. Mm -hmm. 
And while we've been getting paid essentially to do it and having more free time on our hands, it, don't get me wrong, it, it, it's not like, oh, we've had free time most days with school. We're usually working on that till 6, 7, 8. There have been times till 9 o'clock at night. But I will say, you know, once that is all done and you're not, I'm either at my house or I'm at work, kind of typical scenario of most people. For us, rather, I won't speak for Annie, specifically just for me, it's been a year where I've been able to reflect a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice thinking just with what you were saying of, you know, it's not just a romantic relationship. Like we're actually a, like a dynamic duo kind of couple, you know, it's <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds, it's, I, I've been able to reflect and really ask myself, like, what do I want out of life? And then what kind of, what kind of lifestyle do I want for my family? You know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know exactly how you want to end, end this podcast, but I would say for anyone listening, um, obviously do whatever you would like, but I would urge you to take some time, whether it, you know, it's a day or even this quote, like hiatus that we've been able to do, uh, to just pause, reflect on your life, really ask yourself, what do you want? You know, like, uh, do you think you only deserve working a nine to five for 40 years and then finally being able to retire, but then your body's too old and crippled to really go out and experience life? And, you know, if you think that's all you deserve, no shame, no judgment in that. But I think, personally speaking, I'm, I'm not speaking for anyone else, a lot of folks tend to kind of react more passively throughout life. You know, whatever extrinsic factors happen to them, you know, their, their boss tells them to do this, their spouse tells them to do this, or don't do this, or, you know, and then things naturally just kind of ping pong them throughout life. They don't really pause with intentionality to say, no, I want this, you know, by this time or at the end of my life. And Mm -hmm. regardless if it's against the grain or my boss thinks otherwise, you know, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to craft it however I see fit. And so at least for me, this past year has been a lot of reflecting, thinking, thinking inwards of, okay, well, who do I want to surround myself with too? You know, I think a lot of folks don't just look inwards enough. And that's kind of how, you know, 40 years of your life passes and you're like, holy cow, you know, I I missed so much or I wish I did this or I wish it, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us have heard folks near the end of their life and they have many regrets and just taking some form of time to look inwards and really asking yourself, what kind of lifestyle do you want for yourself and your family? I think it's really important. Yeah. I think that is so such a good point because, I mean, we have been so fortunate to see, I guess this is going to be like all of West Coast, Midwest or? For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> and we've been able to see so much and it's been, that part has been a blast. Like, 
we met so many people that really have kind of just stayed in their home state all their life. But I will say we have met so many people that said, oh, I would love to do that someday. Or I wish I did that when I was younger. And I think the idea in itself is very nice, but usually someday becomes never. What? I know exactly where you got that from. Where? <laughs> There's a book for anyone that hasn't read it, The Wealthy Gardener. Oh. <laughs> Hands down my favorite book. And Same, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I convinced Annie after relentless pursuit for her to read it. <laughs> and it for anyone that hasn't, it's essentially like a, a story from speaking from an old man's life to the younger generation on uh, teaching them uh, tips and lifestyle of prosperity and kind of trying to change these reformed mm -hmm. uh, adolescents. And uh, anyways, so it's going through this older man's life and he had a neighbor and spoiler alert, this neighbor, his whole life wanted to create a, um, a schooling system of some sort. I, I forgot exactly what it was, something for the youth. Mm -hmm. And he would always say one day, one day I'll do mm -hmm. it one day. And the wealthy gardener kept on kind of like pushing, pushing. Yeah. Just, in a good way. You know, what, what's the status? What's going on with this? Do you actually want this? He tried to get his wife involved. And one day became never. The man passed away and he never reached his full potential because, you know, even a lot of folks fear the, the downside, the consequences, the risks of it. And really it's while, yes, there are risks, you also got to ask yourself, what are the risks of not taking action? Exactly. That's so good. You're right. That is where I got it from. <laughs> but I think there's so much to it. And I think if there's one thing I've learned, I mean, there's many things, but one of them is to really, if you have a chance or if there's something that you do want to do, either you do it or decide when to do it or decide to not do it and stop feeling guilty about it. Because I believe a lot of us are feeling guilty, like we should have, could have, would have, whatever, and it doesn't happen. And uh, I am, yeah, I think I'm, I don't know. I, I really want to encourage you to, to take that to heart uh, because I did that for a long time where I thought of all the things I should have done. And it's just this unnecessary baggage that you keep on um, bringing with you in life. And it, it really is necessary. If you want it, go get it. And if you don't want it enough, then that's, that's okay too. But decide what you want to do. Yeah, I agree with that. And depending on your audience, you know, you may, whether present audience or people listening to this 10 years from now, you may receive hate of, well, that's easy for you. You don't have any real commitments. You don't have kids. You don't have this going on. I, I you know, I, I have this and this obligation. I can't just drop everything and buy a van and travel the world and do this and that. Can you not? You know, the, there's... We actually met people that did that with their kids. Yeah, there's... if the age-old adage, if there's a will, there's a way. And I'm not saying necessarily bootstrap it and figure it out and make something of it, but excuses are a dime a dollar. And I, I think if you really want something, figure it out. Yeah. And it, like I said, if you don't want it enough, then that's fine. But 
just use your words or what you're telling yourself. Use it wisely. Um, just looking at my notes here because I had a couple of things that I wanted to kind of end with. Uh, just more so what I've experienced or learned from this journey. One thing that I have really liked is that, in a sense, we're always in survival mode. We have to find a toilet, first of all, a gym to shower, uh, see if there's anything with Ben we have to fix. Uh, and we've just been less comfortable. But what I realized is that after a while, being that uncomfortable has kind of become the new comfortable. I'm so used to it at this point. Of course, it doesn't mean it's always comfortable, but I'm used to it. And I think one thing that kind of tells us is that all the things you've never done will be uncomfortable until you're so used to doing them that it becomes more so comfortable. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, you know, it's David Goggins. He says, don't become civilized. People talk about your comfort zone as a rubber band slowly mm. expanding as you slowly, you know, explore uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. It uh, it doesn't happen overnight, but you know if if you never push yourself, then you know in, in whatever pursuit it could be socializing. You know, going out to a party might be nerve wracking, or you know, buying a van and traveling might be nerve wracking. But just start with baby incremental steps. Mm -hmm. I would say that is so true. I think another thing just on the road is that everything is more inconvenient. But then the price of that is that you have more freedom. So it really is in life that you pick and choose your battles. Um, you know, for me, I used to live with my parents. And, you know, all the money that I made, I could save. But then I met George, we moved in together. And financially, that looked different. But we gain the freedom. Well, you already had the freedom. <laughs> I gained the freedom. So it really is that you pick and choose what you want. And this is what we chose. And we knew that, that there will be consequences with that. But for us, it was still worth it. Um, and something else, I'm almost done, <laughs> is that wherever you go, there's going to be something you like and something you dislike. And I feel like we've realized that when we're traveling around, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too windy, there's not enough wind, there's mountains, there's not ocean, there's ocean, there's not mountains. There's always something you can complain about. But if you shift your mindset and your perspective, you can see what you actually do have. How do you feel about that um, thought? Yeah, it's easy to complain. Anyone can complain about anything. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we've all been surrounded, just pause and think about people that you surround yourselves with and you know oh, my boss or work or colleagues or the weather or you know my car is breaking down and it's one thing after another and you know while certainly at times we need to vent or you know just let our significant other know it's if that starts consuming you that is who you end up becoming over time yeah so true really true i think all in all this journey this year i think for both of us has probably been the hardest year one of the hardest years but i think and of course i'm biased but the growth that i've seen in both of us has been incredible 
we've really grown. We learned a lot and we've, I think we've gotten even a better perspective on life, the ups and the downs of it together. Um, and I, yeah, I'm really grateful for it. So the last question is, was it worth it? Looking back, <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, sitting in that Maverick parking lot, of course, I'm not going to say it on air, but I was saying words that, you know, you would never tell your mother or <laughs> anyone else for that matter. And it was, I, I was over it. Um, he really was. <laughs> looking back, though, being very close to the finish line, we would have been back in the local area today and then closing this uh, coming Friday, but things got pushed back. Life happens, so you know you have to remain flexible and adapt to it. But overall, I don't know if things happen for a reason, but it has turned out to be better this way, the way things have shaped out to be. Um, not just from like situations with the house and life in general, but also how we've grown and changed yeah. as two individuals, but also a couple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, there's been parts of this journey that I loved. I absolutely loved it. That's mostly the, the freedom of making coffee in the morning and going outside and you can be anywhere. And I think it's just, you know, important to, to share that as well, because we've talked a lot about our struggles. Um, absolutely worth it and um i'm really grateful that we were able to would i do it again <laughs> i think i would i think i would uh but only one time in my life i think that's definitely enough and kudos to those that you know there's a, a van in front of us and they've done it for what five years five years yeah. five years <laughs> which is wild um so i'm really grateful for it i think we've learned so much and just experiences we would have never had if we would have been, you know, spent the past year in, in Salt Lake City. Um, so I think it was worth it. Um, but with struggles, I think that's, that's plenty enough. We're going on close to 40 minutes at this point. Wow. I want to thank you so much for listening today. This was more so a conversation between me and my husband about living a year in our converted van with our two dogs. Um, and, you know, although you might not be living in a van, I really hope that there can be some just golden nuggets to take out of this, just to struggle, uh, the, you know, the good and the bad with it, and uh, that you can be encouraged by it and kind of implement it into your own life. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can reach me on Instagram at let's.train.your.brain. And um, yeah, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you next week.